Glad to be back for another week. Hey everybody, welcome back to Black Friday. These opinions are not for sale. Uh, quite a bit of action happening this week. Uh, before we get into that, my name is Christian. We've got Chris. We got Nayla. Omar will be back soon. We're, we're still missing Omar, but he will be back soon. So stay tuned for him coming back. We all miss him. We'll be back. It's been a big week. I, I honestly, I've been focused more on other things, working everything. But yeah, there were some events. That, you know, no matter what, like everybody pulled out, stuff is happening. So, I mean, what, what do you? What was the first thing you noticed this week, Chris? I mean, honestly, all the memes about the the bomb in Syria. There, those are some uh, some funny memes. I'm enjoying them. Um, I'm sure that the Syrian people aren't, or you know, the uh, Iraqi backed uh, or I, Iran. I'm sorry back to militias that he did bomb. But uh, I thought that was pretty hilarious. Um, just the fact that there are so many people who have voted for Biden who are like, I didn't vote for him for this. Where's my $2,000 stimmy? I want that stimmy too. But I knew he was going to bomb some brown people in the Middle East. I mean, he, it's Joe Biden. He can't resist. So, I mean, he made it. How long has it been? A month and six days. Uh, I mean, that might be a record. Uh, that might be a record for old school politicians to not bomb brown people. Peace in the Middle East. <laughs> <laughs> that is my thought. That is literally my thought because I don't really know much about foreign relations. I'm not, you know, a whiz on that by any means. But what I can say is that while, well, you know, the last four years, I haven't heard anything about, you know, well, not say the whole four years because we did have some bombings or whatever that happened across seas but lately i haven't heard anything that was a strong uh we had like strong military action so i'm curious to see what the result from this was everything that i i read was saying that this was the same way this was like to show that we're like a strong front so we'll see what's happening but literally you know peace in the middle east is deteriorating i guess right before our eyes we'll see yeah it says here uh, through NBC News, a great reputable source, that uh, <laughs> on Thursday he ordered airstrikes on buildings in Syria that the Pentagon said were used by Iranian-backed militias in retaliation for some rocket attacks that occurred on some U.S. targets back in Iraq. It, um, it's unconfirmed, but they say that the strikes, the strikes killed at least like 22 people. Um, unconfirmed local reports, and the Pentagon press secretary said the bombing was carefully calibrated, proportionate, and uh, totally defensive. Um, they're saying that it caused casualties, but they say it's too early to say how many militia fighters might have been killed or wounded, and they're not going to go any more into detail about that. So, will we know how many people totally died? I don't know. Um, I, will, I think at some point we'll probably get a number to find out how many. But this is, I mean, Regardless of if you're for or against it, it's is against what Biden's platform was. Everybody that voted for him are pretty upset about this right now. Well, they're doing everything we they said they weren't gonna do. Two thousand dollar stimulus check, uh not you know, not bombing Iran. What else? Fifteen dollar minimum wage hasn't come up yet. That hasn't happened, unfortunately. Uh, so that's probably gonna come up soon. He's, he's not doing the student debt uh relief. He's yeah, not he yeah. said he's not doing the fifty thousand dollars. 
So I had a, a, a screenshot from a, a tweet here from uh, Shanku. I, I guess I think that's how you say his name from the Young Turks, and he oh, actually yeah. put <laughs> Joe Biden bombs Syria and kills the minimum wage hike, confirming every fear progressives had. Soon they'll. Uh, renege on getting $2,000 checks to everyone in the middle class by limiting who gets it. So the establishment is back and everything absolutely sucks, according to him. I mean, come on, uh, the establishment is back. It, it, that's exactly right. So I'm glad he pointed it out. You know, we'll see what the progressives think going forward. Hey, but at least, you know, you know, a lot of brown kids might have died here, but at least there weren't mean tweets. Okay, at least there weren't mean tweets being sent. You know, who cares about human life being blown to bits? But mean tweets weren't sent, and they didn't make me feel bad. Oh. And Biden has transgenders and black people in his cabinet, guys. So it is okay for him to bomb brown people in the Middle East. He's woke. He's he's PC. Uh, it's all fine and dandy. Uh, it's honestly seeing like progressives like, oh, Biden, he's going back to the status quo. It, it, it just makes me a little happier because I'm like, you all went against somebody who is not the status quo because he was not the status quo, Donald Trump. They were upset because he was not the status quo. He wasn't presidential. And they elect literally status quo, the literal status quo, Joe Biden, who's been in office for God too long. And now they're complaining because he's too status quo. It's like, make up your mind. What do you want out of this? Like, Donald Trump was not a racist. Donald Trump was an a-hole. And he did have some pretty mean tweets. But they, I mean, he was real with us. Joe Biden will tell you everything to your face. Like, oh, yes, Black Lives Matter. I will work with you. Get the vote. And then he's dipping. He's not coming to Martin Luther King Avenue. He's not coming to Malcolm X Street. He's staying away from the ghetto. He does not care. He'll see you in four years if he's alive by then when he asks you to vote for him again. And the people still show up in droves and go ahead and vote. Or as at least so we think. I mean, I still <laughs> do not believe to this day that that man got 80 million votes. There's, I, I don't believe it's possible. I really don't believe it's feasible. But 80 million votes happened and the black community, uh, over 90% of women, over 80% of men voted for him. So, you know, they still do it. They still get the job done no matter what. They still do it. So, it's, it's unfortunate. It's it's we're going into a crazy direction. Now, that's that's one. You know, peace in the Middle East is no more. Screw the peace deals that we had. You know, going on those are you know out the door, out the window. You know, we'll see. But now we have the Equality Act passing in the House. What what we got for that, Dana? What? what, what, what well, what? I mean, it's a. I mean, I could say a lot about this, um, but um, the first thing I want to point out before I point out the second thing that I particularly want to point out is that just as soon as you open, you know, HR five, read the act. I think it's right here in the first paragraph. It's not even a paragraph. It's a sentence. The sentence uses language like for other purposes. It's like, I'm not even gonna you know, sit here and read you the whole thing, but literally the first sentence ends with, and for other purposes. And I, we can go on a whole tangent about this, but I think language that's loosely used like that in uh, 
amendments, bills, acts, whatever, uh, is quite scary because it, it can be uh, interpreted any type of way, it can mean literally anything. So that's just one thing I want to point out. What do you guys think about that, just language-wise? It just opens up the door for them to do whatever they want, which is what they do, which is whatever they want. They word it very, very vague, very open, allowing them to just have had it. Just have it do whatever you know. Oh, as they see fit, oh, as necessary. That one thing is as necessary. What? Who determines what's necessary? Who determines like what make what makes anything necessary? Oh, the government does. Oh, okay, that that the government says so. That means it's right. That means it's necessary. That means they can go ahead and do it. Just what the heck? Whatever. Let them do whatever. That's what it means. It, it's just crazy to me. It, it's nonsensical. They just and then we let them do it, and that's the part that makes me the most the most angry is that we let them do this continuously. We continuously let them pass these things, very loosely worded, open bills. We let them pass thousand-page, you know, stimulus deals that they put on your desk the night before with four hours to go, and they say, "Go ahead and pass it now." Oh, you don't need to read that. That's fine. You know, just go ahead. They do this all the time, all the time. So I'm not surprised. It, I, oh no, it, it really is. Uh, just like you guys both said, um, I am. I, I'm not surprised that they're trying to do this, but how? How loosely worded it is, and I, I really haven't read through it or anything. Um, I've just read a little bit before we started the podcast, but just reading from some of it, um, the talking about how uh, you cannot deny somebody to use uh, the bathroom that they identify, you know, as with their gender, or, you know, whatever. Uh, I feel like it's just it's too broad. It's uh, it's allowing for there's going to be mistreatment. There's going to be misuse under this this act and there are going to be people who are going to be hurt by it whether and i'm not saying every single person that wants to use the bathroom is going to do something wrong no but all it takes is one i thought the democrats for the last nine months said if we could save one life it's all worth it now that goes out the window if uh we can let one guy go pee pee in the girl's bathroom then it's all worth it apparently Right, and I just want to uh, read this comment here. Chris, you can bring it up. Omar uh, says the Supreme Court will take this down unconstitutional. What do you guys think about that? Yeah, I I mean, we have to look at what exactly this Equality Act does because it's called the Equality Act, but it ends up crapping on religious people and the churches. At the end of the day, it's what it does. So the Equality Act right here says it's going to designate schools, churches, and healthcare organizations as public accommodations. With this, schools, churches, and hospitals could be forced to accept the government's beliefs and mandates about sexual orientation, gender identity. And that's already highly intrusive and far-reaching. It's You're going into the churches. And it's going to threaten everyday speech where people can be fined or lose their jobs for using the wrong names or pronouns. This is, it's, this is, invest, like, this is deeply invasive into the private sector. This is bad. That is bad news. Like, this is one thing that if they get into the churches and everything else, nothing is sacred. There is nothing sacred if they can get to the churches. There is absolutely nothing that is off the table. That Everything is going to go if that's the case. It's going to let boys into girls sports, boys and girls locker rooms, men into women's shelters, men into women's prisons. No problem there, right? No problem there at all. And the worst part about it is that it's compulsory. They, they're they literally going to force the teachers to say that, yeah, that's totally fine. And men can be women and women can be men. They can be all going to be normal. They're forcing this down people's throat. They call it equality. And then they throw and it's a facade. They call it equality. Yeah. I just wanted to point in also in this uh, act, this bill, whatever, uh, HR 5 here, it says Section 301 
um, A of the Civil Rights Act. So now, um, 1964, they're actually going to amend it by inserting sex before national origin. So whatever you identify as or, you know, your gender identity become uh, comes before your racial identity or your national origin or whatever. So that's just interesting that they're going to go back and uh, amend the Civil Rights Act of 1964. And, I mean, just listening to other commentators um, talk about the... Uh, infiltration, if you will, of the civil rights movement. I mean, this is actual proof that we're living in that, you know, it is an infiltration that is no longer, civil rights no longer is, was, it or is something for black or minority people. It is for anyone, everyone, every, any and everyone, because also in this act, the, the Equality Act exactly uses language. I mean, everyone on the face of face level, we say Equality Act, we're thinking about LGBTQ. That's, you know, big staged all across this act, but in certain places, the word woman as um, minority uh, is, a lot of different words are included with the LGBTQ. So it's not just uh, LGBTQ, it's women's minority, low income. It's a lot of different words in this uh, act here, HR5, that I think should be scrutinized. Uh, but obviously it's already been passed by the house. So we'll see through the, at the next level. This is, this is exactly what, this is what they've been aiming for the whole time at all these things, Black Lives Matter, the pride flag, all that. They always wanted to throw like, brown people into the pride flag for some reason. That black solidarity. They wanted to throw trans stuff onto the Black Lives Matter movement, make them do all that stuff in their events. This is always the end goal to rewrite the Civil Rights Act of 1964. You can't exactly. rewrite what in 1964. It's absolutely disgusting. You can't compare traumas and plights of people together and just say it's the same thing. It's not. There's nothing that's alike about this at all. You can't do it. It's absolutely it's, it's horrendous. It's disgusting. My family, I have family, my aunts and them, they marched in Alabama. They had the dogs, they had the hoses. They, they went through that. And these people did not. Anything happening right now, they did not. They did not go through it. 100% did not go through anything like that. There's nothing like that. And, and that's, that's why I have such an issue with it. And for me having an issue with it, I'll be called any sort of name. And I don't care anymore. I'm over that. I don't care anymore. That's absolutely horrific. It's disgusting. And people that are supposed to be for the black people should be calling this out too, 100%. And if you're not, then you're just part of the tool. You're a pawn, and you just let them play the game. So, I, I think that saying pawn is actually a really perfect way to describe it because I would say 80% of those woke people that were at marches or posting black squares on their Instagram or posting pride flags in June or anything like that saying I'm an ally, 80% of them are playing like they're dodging lasers of being racist or homophobic or anything like no, everything they do has to be politically correct. They have to post things that are uh, politically correct. They have to be outspoken about it because silence is violence. You know, they, they a hundred percent are trying to put on this facade because they don't actually believe it. Like we've talked about this before. They're the same ones you're going to go across the street if black people are walking on the sidewalk with them. They're, they're actually, they're, they're not a hundred percent on board with it. They just want to seem like they're very much uh, pro woke and pro uh, black people and pro LGBTQ people. Um, and so the, the fact that they're okay with the, the lesbian gay, all of them taking 
black people and sticking with all of it and trans people sticking black people on there it's literally just to get those 80 percent of those pawns to just follow them because it's more likely that those pawns are going to follow and say well i can't be racist rather saying well i guess kids can change in the same room as uh grown people or change in the same room as men and women like little boys and girls can change in the same room i mean if, if they put the, the black fist on it they're gonna just blindly go against go with it because the worst thing for a white liberal liberal to be called is racist and they're they're avoiding that at all costs i don't know and just mario lopez literally got blasted and almost canceled for just going on candace owens show with prager you and saying that i'm not letting my two-year-old pick his gender like he's a kid i'm the adult i'm the parent that's not happening like and he got blessed for that my gosh we are so far gone if that's the case a two-year-old gets to choose their own you know you can, can't drive a car you can't do anything but you can go choose your own gender, take puberty blockers and hormone blockers and ruin your life in your genitals and literally chemically castrate yourself what in the world yeah i mean as uh I can't even. You can't tell me, uh, not tell me with the straight face that they believe that. Like they can't. There's no way. Yeah, I'll use my uh, as a parent card for the first time. Uh, honestly, I could never imagine being like, "Oh yeah, honey, you're you're three years old and you think you're a boy." All right, cool. Let's let's go with that. You want you want some medication for that? Like, no. Kids are kids. If your kid says that they want to stay up all night, parents are supposed to be there to give them some sort of boundaries give them discipline you can't just let kids do whatever because they're not going to live they're not going to learn responsibility they're not going to learn to have boundaries in their lives they're going to do whatever kids need to be taught that and i feel like so many people in the last generation or two really were raised that without that the boundary without the discipline and now they're trying to project that onto their children saying well uh i didn't have anything like that so if you want to be a man i i don't see why not i mean it's 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 just like overreaching so far and it's so quickly it really scares me to think where are we going to be in 20 years if this is woke now what's 20 years from now what is going to be okay in 20 years i'm very concerned to think about that because progressives are going out fast bestiality <laughs> and I'm, saying, I'm not laughing because there's literally people that protest outside the capitol like every day wanting to marry their pets there there are those people here that literally like that, what, what else is coming? Wait, just think about it. It's coming. Whatever it is, it's coming. We used to about the 20 years ago. Uh, <laughs> like, dudes used to wear girls' dresses on Halloween like it was a joke. Nowadays, that's everyday school wear. Or what? Like, what? Like, it used to be a joke. And now it's a normal. It's normalized. All this stuff. Like, oh, I'm married. My like, People are going to do it. People are really going to try to do it. And everybody's crazy. Tell me it ain't coming. Tell me. <laughs> I can't even argue with that because honestly, any uh, anything could happen. Any any with that kind of language, anything can happen. So, who knows? It's it's getting it's getting super woke out here. You know, <laughs> who are gonna start making their chairs? That's crazy. Omar's right. Uh, Omar is right. Uh, you know, you can't, you can let your kids uh, change their gender and you can, you know, mutilate them like that uh, with, with hormones and hormone blockers. But, uh, you know, it, it, it doesn't make any sense. I don't know. The kid, the uh, yeah, the other kid they had no reason to be in the womb. So that's why it's not a baby and I can just do whatever I want with it. But 
Oh, no, now, oh, now it's born. Yeah, now it can change its gender, it can do all these things, but it, yeah, and they say it's like uh, a human rights violation if you don't give your three-year-old hormone blockers. Like, no one's going to – no, no. Any medical professional that is willing to do that needs their license revoked. You are obviously not looking out for the best uh, interest for children anymore. You are looking for to spread your woke agenda, and that is why you, you should not be practicing medicine. Uh, well, they need to be in prison for that. They need to go to jail. They need to go to jail for knowingly like violating a minor and like ruining their life. Literally, they, they should go to jail for that. I, I 100% relate. Terrible. Knowingly doing that, and the parents too. The parents? No. Uh, I was. Uh, I want to. I want to get your guys' opinion on this. I I saw this on uh on social media the other day. So, plan. Uh, not. I was about to say Planet Fitness. No. Planned Parenthood, uh, apparently, like, in the last, like, 20 years, their abortion rates were going down, everything like that. And this is, of course, pretty your tinfoil hats on. This is a conspiracy. Uh, abortion rates are going down. Planned Parenthood's losing money. So in the last, you know, 10 years, what has the what have the left been pushing that Big Pharma and, like, left can make money off of it? Transgenderism. Abortion is a one-time thing. Where trans transgenderism, you are going to continuously come back to get your hormones. Continuously, you will always need that. You will always need those. They. It will not stop. It is much more money in their pockets uh, for them to get you to come back and take take that medication. Where an abortion, you know, you can get an abortion. I mean, I was gonna say once a year, but I mean, there's probably some people who have gotten a little bit more than once a year. I don't know how often you can get an abortion. No, literally, I mean, I I wouldn't put that past Planned Parenthood. We, we can't forget their roots, right? The eugenics program and what comes also with transgenderism, you know, uh, sterilization. I mean, at, well, at some point, you know, unnatural to be able to, you know, have a child naturally. So that's all part of the agenda, the eugenics agenda. So I wouldn't put it past them at all, knowing their history. So... Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I believe it or not. I just thought that was interesting, so I wanted to, you know, pass it along and see what you guys thought about that. Yes, that's something I'd never heard before. I'm not gonna lie, I never heard that one before. But I mean, it's money. People gotta make money some way. People gotta find a new block of customers, a new block of voters, a new block of whatever else they need to keep insane business. So I wouldn't be surprised at all. I mean, it's just like 10 years ago, the transgenderism was not really an issue. Like, at least I don't remember it being an issue. I don't remember really anybody being uh, transgender 10 years ago. And now it seems like everybody is transgender. Like, it exploded. I mean, I'm, I don't know if on the census there's a question like, hey, are you, you, you a tranny? I, I'm sure there isn't. But it's like you just walk around and I'm, I don't care whatever you want to do. Like you want to wear a dress. I don't care. That's not my prerogative to tell you, you can't do that. But it really seems like so many people started being transgender because of the movement of like, it basically saying it's like the next civil rights movement. No, it's not. Get out of here. Uh, you do not face what people back then faced. It's not the same struggle. Um, you trying to go to the Target bathroom uh, because you're wearing a dress, like go to a different bathroom. That's not the same struggle as people trying to be able to vote and live and be equal. Um, so I think really it's that victimhood mentality that people want to be victims. So they're like, uh, yeah, you know, I don't know what I am. I'm an edgy teenager. I'm, you know, 14 to 21. I'm just going to say I'm, 
non-binary. Like that's a that's a cop out right there. You you don't have to choose. You're just non-binary or you're gender fluid. You can go back and forth. It's Tuesday. I'm a woman. It's Wednesday. I'm a man. Like it 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 really this whole movement. I really think is thinly well not thinly heavily laid with BS. And there are trans people who are real. I know trans people who are real. I do believe them and they can be whatever they want. I don't care. It's not my, I'm not going to tell them they can't, but there are so many people who are obviously fake transgender people who just want those, those uh, oppression points uh, that they can like throw back against like white cis men. It's, I can't find the statistics and the numbers. I just saw it yesterday, but it was about the generations, Gen X, Millennials, and Gen Z, and the numbers of people that identify or the percentage that identifies as trans. And Gen Z is astronomically high. It's higher than like every other one. That age range is supposed to be the saving grace of this country. They're supposed to be the ones that are going to solve and fix you know, what everything else has been laid out and ruined for. But those numbers are very worrying. <laughs> yeah, I actually really saved it. Um, yeah. I actually saved it. So um, Generation Z, so I'm going to just go down the trans uh, transgender list. Um, so Generation Z is, was at 1.8%, where millennials were at 1.2%, and that's way up from Generation X. That was at 0.2% of people identifying as transgender. So you can just see the numbers from Gen X to Gen Z. Um, it's ridiculous. 1.8 from 0.2 of the population um, identifying as transgender. And these are so, and that's the one thing I'm not gonna just like knocking everybody. Like Gen Z is gonna be the most conservative generation ever. If that's the case, we have a lot of work to do. Got a lot of work to do because that's that's very very worrying. Not just about that, but it's people that have disorders and that are confused about who they actually are. It's not good. It's not a good thing. That's very very worrisome, especially for a society supposed to have strong men, strong women, and have children and have babies. And if you do this stuff, it's going to make you sterile. You probably won't be able to have kids. It's not good. It's just all around. It's a bad deal. Yeah. And I'm, I'm interested and curious. I mean, I don't know if there's any actual studies on this, but I'm curious to see the numbers on um, how media um, affects or affects, um, you know, the mind, like psychology or how you think. Because literally, I know, I just know around my friend's friend group just over the last five years i notice or hear my friends saying or just us agreeing and noticing that there's way more um gay shows or like the, a gay agenda being pushed on like especially black tv because i i remember my friends telling me this a couple of years ago like dang it's, i cannot never find a show that doesn't have like gay stuff in it like what's up with this and the you know this is not something that's was like this three years three years prior to that so i'm curious to see that how you yeah. know media reflects and here's the thing that people will argue say oh no it's just finally putting representation out there because we have to have representation for people it, it's way overly represented especially in the minority communities and all around it's overly represented it's fetishized it's sexualized beyond belief 
and it's thrown into everyday television and commercials and everything else. You know, you don't even look twice, think twice sometimes. Now you see that there's like two dudes in a commercial with a kid or whatever. Like you don't understand. They're like a couple. Like you don't. It doesn't. Like you know, some people don't process it, but I see it. I'm like, oh, so that's a new commercial now. They're just they're throwing that in there. Like it's, you know, it's everything. Like I don't know what they're really. They're not appealing to anybody, but the woke mob. I mean, by any means, just literally, it's it's that the big corporation appeal, but. Yeah, you know, it, it's all there. And we've noticed it. We've noticed it happening. Nickelodeon, Cartoon Network, they're down the toilet. Television was great when I was a kid. I would not let my child watch any of that today, any of it at all. Yeah, it's, uh, I, I really think it's kind of curious how they, you know, like you said, they try and push these messages down the, the throat of the black community. But I mean, anybody who's really ever lived or, uh, been a part of or uh, worked with or lived near the black community. The black community is pretty conservative in the aspect of they are not very pro-gay, uh, pro-trans, especially they are not. They, If you talk about transgenders in the black community, they do not uh, want that. They don't see that as um, a good thing. Uh, a lot of them are homophobic. And I'm not saying all black people, I mean, just the black community, like ma mainstream black community are not very uh, pro-gay. So I never really understood the, you know, tie it, tie, well, other than they just want to push messages to uh, the, the woke white people, um, tying it all into race, everything, all the LGBTQ issues, they have to tie in, like you said, Christian, throw that black fist on there uh, to, to tie it all together. It doesn't make any sense. It's like the black community, really doesn't support the LGBTQ uh, uh, community either. I mean, like, I, I'm, and at least in my experience, I don't know if you guys experience it different. In my experience where I'm from, uh, you go to the black community and you talk to people, they are not very, like, uh, very big fans of being gay or being transgender, in my opinion. I mean, and it's they run it like a social experiment, seeing what more they can do and how much they can get away with and what they can press. The latest thing I, you know, it was Gabrielle Union and Dwayne Wade, what they did with their with their son. They're going to mutilate their son for woke points and get applauded by Hollywood and ruin a child's life. It's absolutely despicable. I can't believe they actually went along with it. And then you got Dwayne Wade wearing women's clothing. Like it's totally normal and everything like that. And people are like, oh, it's not a big deal. It's that it normally isn't a big deal. But now that there's weight carried with this. It actually matters. Oh, it doesn't matter. Yes, it matters. It matters. They're public figures and they're doing this for a certain reason, a certain agenda. It's not for coincidence. It's not just because there's a real reason behind this. There's a real reason behind this that people don't understand. And Dale and I and Chris, we see this every day. A lot of people that we know don't see this, but we see this very, very clearly. And it's bad. It's absolutely terrible. Man, that poor kid, he's only 12, 12 or 13. And the fact that his grown parents are pushing that, I mean, it's like, I don't know. Uh, what is What is wrong with you? Like, I like honestly, in in my own opinion, if my kid at eighteen said like I'm gonna dress as the opposite gender, you're an adult, make your own decisions, go do whatever you want. Uh, but when you're growing up, you cannot allow your child to just wear uh, wear or do whatever or believe that they're the opposite gender when they're obviously not. 
uh, it, it doesn't make sense. And I'm not saying, well, uh, girls can't wear jeans and like a, a guy can't wear, I don't know, like a tank top. I'm trying to think of like uh, semi-girly clothes that guys wear. But, you know, I, I was going to say dress, but honestly, I probably wouldn't be cool with that just because I feel like it's kind of weird. But, you know, it's just your kid's going to get bullied, man. Don't don't let your kids get bullied, guys. It's, oh, it's, it's, it's parenting. You're, the whole point about parenting at Tough Love is to set your kid up for success in the future, not ruin their life and let them believe things that aren't true you're the parent tell them the truth be the parent and lead them to having a happy life you they're gonna the thing is they think that they're, they're gonna hate you when they grow up and they have all these issues they're not gonna love you they're not gonna think you're so great they're gonna hate your guts so if you think they're gonna hate you now what do you think they're gonna do later you know it, gosh I can't imagine. I can't imagine. Like only time can tell, honestly. So we'll see. Well, you know what? Because honestly, like I, I forgot which one of you guys said this about a social experiment. But honestly, uh, what statistics do we have to look at? None. So this is basically a social experiment. We can only look at the effects um, and the results of you know of the transgender young kids that are transi transitioning now. So. I'll be praying for them. Uh, it's, well, it's, I just can't imagine the poor kids, man. They don't know. They don't know any better. And that's when, when there are people that don't know better, there's somebody that does. And somebody that does needs to speak up and lead the right way. And the people aren't doing the right thing. And that's what makes it even worse is when you have people that just sit around and act like it's totally fine. Being a part of the problem is not cool. It's not cool. It's, it's terrible. Man, so I'm in Orlando currently right now. If y'all didn't know, I'm at CPAC. It's a back come say hi you can go find me uh, around the table tpsa table i'll be there uh, but uh recently last week it made big headlines a young pharaoh was was invited originally come to cpac and speak and then after revealing tweets and looking more into him he was subsequently uh he was disinvited and was no longer allowed to speak anymore uh dayla i know you felt feel a certain type of way about this so, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I did feel a certain type of way because, I mean, not only I didn't really, I don't, I've never been to CPAC. Let me just say, I mean, I've never been to CPAC and I don't, don't really follow it like that. But um, I seen his tweet or whatever. So I'll just read whatever uh, CPAC simply just wrote on Twitter that um, we have just learned that someone we invited to CPAC has expressed reprehensible views that have no home with um, our conference or organization. So, you know, that is just a plain tweet. Um, tweet. They didn't really address anyone, didn't say what the comments were, anything like that, just left it at that. And Young Farrell actually uh, subtweeted this after and was like, this is hashtag censorship at its best all because I said, I do not believe in the validity of Judaism and I'm willing to place $5,000 on myself to debate um, any top Jewish rabbi. And you know, looking deeper into it, at first when I seen it, I was like, oh, okay, whatever. And then looking uh, more into it, I seen that the um, the theme for this year's CPAC was America oh, Uncancelled. And that was just so ironic to me. I mean, yeah. for me personally, I, something that just gets to me is hypocrisy you know i i don't when i see it on the left that's something that just with the left that made me 
not ever want to be a Democrat. You know, when I was very young, I, I saw that and I was like, eh, not for me. So when I seen that that was the theme of this uh, year's event and they immediately, you know, invited him, everything and then disinvited him. Like I seen other people say, you know, whatever the case may be with his comments, it's a private, you know, it's a, well, it's, it's a nonprofit organization, whatever, a PAC, whatever, you can choose to invite whoever you want, disinvite whoever you want, but the vetting process, did you not vet in the slightest before this, this allowing? Is the, this is the biggest issue, Dale, you just touched it on the head. Conservatives, as seen by Ted Cruz, you know, in recent weeks and everything, are terrible at optics. We have the absolute worst optics presence and everything. It's America uncancelled. Okay. It's literally the thing is America uncancelled, y'all. I'm sorry. It's America uncancelled. <laughs> if y'all spent 20 seconds looking at this dude's Twitter timeline, you would have gotten an idea of whether or not you wanted him to come. And it probably would have been no. You probably shouldn't have been invited in the first place. But now that you did and you rescinded it, now you look terrible for the fact that you did it. You Conservatives are literally the t worst optics and we need to learn from the left on this. We are literally the worst at optics. 100%. It's so bad. That's why we come off as rich people. We want poor people to die all the time because we literally are have horrible optics on everything that we do. That's <laughs> why we think we're terrible people. It's literally so bad. Honestly, I don't know who Young Young Pharaoh is. That yeah, I don't know. I've never heard of him before. Uh, before th this story. Um, but honestly, like, um, I, I googled him. He he looks um pretty woke um just the, the, the pictures the, the pictures that came up and i was like when i heard he was canceled from cbac i was like oh who is this a young pharaoh i thought it was like a musician you know and i i google him and I, i'm looking at the pictures i'm like they invited him to cpac that's uh uh just from the pictures i was like that's uh surprising and when i heard what he got canceled for saying although you know that may not be the most popular thing to say let me ask you guys, because I'm not very religious. Why is that so bad? Why not let him have his point and then debate him? I'll, 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 I'll answer this like this. Like it's what he said in those tweets and everything rub a lot of people the wrong way out here. Um, the way that things are run out here, it's kind of it's, it's a tight ship and the way that they want things to be said. What he said was considered to be. To them to be uh, you know anti-semitic comments uh, a lot of people were deeply offended by it um you know I don't, I don't know who exactly i mean there are people that spoke out i don't know like all names you know but that didn't like it whatsoever and they they didn't want anything to do with it because they thought it was anti-semitic and they didn't want that there at the conference so that's why they you know people were like ah, it's, it's reprehensible and then the people are just like it's free speech and people say whatever the heck they want and there's other people this is so interesting to me because literally I don't I don't get it. I get it on another level, but then on a on a human level, on a like a basic level, I don't get it because um let me just say, like like you said, Chris, like why is it why is that such a forbidden like, why can't we as grown people debate 
any topic. That's just just period point blank. And um, as like like I said, something that I don't like is hypocrisy. So when I see it, I'm gonna have to call it out. And yes, people want to say, oh, America was was founded on Judeo Christian values, whatever the case may be. But as like I said, going back to just grown people on a basic universal level, because let's not uh, just you know whatever, say that these comments are here, whatever. This is like a worldwide debate topic. So um, I don't know. It's just like, the, okay, so he makes the comments or whatever. Why isn't yeah. it just debated? Uh, as conservatives, I, I mean, in just in a lot of forums, mainstream forums, underground forums, whatever you want to call it, on social media, you hear a lot of the times conservatives criticize or talk about the validity of Islam. So if we can all day long just rag on the validity or uh, just that religion in general, why why can't we talk about all the religions from Buddhism to, uh, Confu I, I, Conf I don't know, is that the same thing? Confucius, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hinduism, yeah, like, okay, why can't we talk just about all the religions in general? And then also I just want to talk about, like, uh, I want to bring up the fact that this subject is, isn't just like a right left or isn't just a right thing or whatever because I don't know if you guys remember a few months ago uh Nick Cannon was actually canceled for having someone on his show that kind of uh said the same things along the same lines as young Pharaoh so do you guys yeah. remember that that uh yeah and, that and was, yeah and I do remember but the crazy thing is that they're crapping on white people for so long but nobody cared until they you know they went pretty anti-semitic with it and I was like, yo, like everything else was cool, but that, like, I feel like none of that was cool, but you gonna let everything slide, but that, that's, that's not right. And that's, that's what I thought right off the bat, you know, I was just like, yo, hey, hold up. Like, I'm like, wait a second, but that was right. So then my question becomes, okay, so it's not, it's not a right issue. It's not a left issue. It's obviously across the board. Uh, then also, I just want to point out, this is probably my last thing and I'll shut my mouth about this. But, um, you know, last time I checked, we were in America correct? This is the United States of America. Um, I wasn't watching CPAC, to be honest. I'm not there. I wasn't really paying attention. I, like I said, I've never attended. But I did tune in today because um, I was following Matt, Matt Gates's Telegram. I just clicked the link and I just scrolled all the way back to the beginning. Um, and it was just interesting that CPAC today opened with a Hebrew prayer before the national anthem and the Pledge of Allegiance of America. So I'll leave that on the table. And I had no idea that happened. I was uh, I was in the exhibitor hall most all the day. I did get I'll to hear my tea. Tea. <laughs> I'll sit my tea on that note. And yeah, um, I, I had no idea that happened. Uh, I think that the biggest thing is that we should be able to talk about and discuss every sort of topic like that and every sort of religion. There should be discussions made about everything. I do think, though, that those arguments and those things that need to be should be good. Just for sake of respect for everybody and everything there, um, I, I definitely saw through the tweets. I thought there was a lack of respect there. You know, kind of. I mean, very very boisterous about it. But it's Twitter. Everybody does that. Clout, clout wise, you know, get the likes up, get the tweets up, get the retweets, and actually get somebody to respond. I get it. Um, but see back, you know, obviously, and the people there didn't like it. They're gonna go do what they were gonna do. But if they had done their research, you know, twenty seconds of just scrolling through, they would have saw that it probably wasn't what they were looking for, and they would have avoided the whole ordeal. So. I think that's on them. It, it really just shows kind of the quality uh, of people who apparently work at CPAC. Like, no offense to them. I went to CPAC last year. 
um, you know, and I, I enjoyed uh, some of it. It was it was pretty nice, but um, I mean, like you guys didn't like Google him, uh, like <laughs> I, I, five I, minutes. I, exactly. Like, for this. <laughs> yeah, like I, I Google him, and I, the first, I mean, I just see all the eye of Ra. I'm like they invited this guy like that's pretty surprising uh like i don't again i don't know this guy i don't know if he's like big on instagram or facebook or whatever like is is he like a conservative or is he just like woke why he seems, why? He seems hotep he seems hotep yeah exactly but he doesn't have any labels like honestly no. like I, he doesn't label himself and he was like a very big like uh trump supporter like when I guess last year or whatever, he jumped on, not jumped on the bandwagon, but he became a Trump supporter. And he did oh. a lot of things with like a conservative, like tea party kind of organizations. He did a lot of like work with. So, so, so he's a Hotep Trump supporter. Okay. That, it, <laughs> okay. Makes sense. I, I was just curious, like what, why was he even asked to speak in the first place? And Second, second, just uh, I know, I know, we kind of said this, but like I, I want to reiterate, kind of the hypocrisy on on our side this week because it really is they crap on Muslims all the time um, and Islam all the time, and I live very close to Dearborn. A lot of Muslim, I know a lot of Muslim people, uh, great people. I have no problem with Islam. I have no problem with Muslim people. I have a problem with uh, uh, Muslim extremists, of course. We have the, a problem with any religious fanatic. Yeah, extremists, uh, right. Yeah. And they, uh, you just, in uh, casual conversation with, you know, a lot of conservatives, they will talk bad about Islam, but talk up Judaism. And I don't understand uh, that personally, because I'm like, you know, uh, I don't, like, if you've ever met a Muslim person, like, they're, they're exactly the same as any other person. They they just want to live their life. They want to they wanna enjoy themselves. They want to practice a religion, uh, praise their God, just like Christians and Jews do as well. I just, I, in my opinion, I think it's just kind of hypocritical how quickly conservatives are to say, we don't like Islam, but I'm going to bow down to uh, Judaism as well. You know, I, I don't understand that. But again, I'm not religious. So maybe it's outside of my, my point of view. I think it's not so much religion as much as it is culture wise with certain things that, that, that they believe that it's not like Islam might not be compatible in the Western world. That's why, you know, a lot of people tend to dislike it. Um, religious wise, I mean, that's you know, the theological debate in itself for, for people there. And there should be discussion worldwide, it, like, you know, across the board and you no, know, nothing should be off limits. It shouldn't be off limits, but <laughs> We got to get there. We got to have discussions. We can't just shut everything down. Because if we do, then we're not going to get anywhere. Nothing's going to get done. And that's what I think you know, at the end of the day. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've talked to quite a few people here and, uh, and quite a few uh, good old boomer conservatives. And just like, man, you turn on yourself. Man, I love Kansas. So, so you have. <laughs> Man, you don't know what I do out here for a living. You don't know what I do every day. And like, yeah, you know, you're gonna wake up the community and we got it. And I'm like, yeah, man, we got to do that. But it's got to be uh, on your own time. <laughs> you know, like it's not just going to happen. Here. So I guess I'm going to play the devil's advocate for a second because I, I, I mean, I'm not really because I'm an independent. Um, I think Chris here is libertarian. I think Christian, you're like a red. Are you registered Republican? Yes, I am. Yeah. So I think we're all like in different spaces. But um um dang i kind of lost my thought what you're talking about boomers and everything 
Oh, the old boomer um, was talking to me about how we got to wake up the community and our brothers. Oh, yes, yes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so let, let, me, let me just say, like, this just blows my mind. And I just want to say this, that for some reason, I was having this epiphany, but just for some reason, the, like, especially boomer, old, white, no, not trying to be stereotypical, but conservative, the boomer types, they love to like, you know, say, or even just, you know, it trickles down to their gener younger generations that, you know, oh, wake up the black community, uh, li uh, liberal sla slave plantation, whatever, like use that terminology that, you know, Candace Owens coined or whatever like that. But at the end of the day, you, you know, what, what makes you think that you're not wrong as well? You know, the government, uh, has lied to every. What what makes you think that you know that the system hasn't played both hands? We all we always talk about you know the eagle or bald eagle, whatever with uh, wings at the uh, two wings with the same or whatever like that of the same bird. We always use those analogies or whatever like that. But it just it's just really interesting that they like people use that terminology about you know the left a lot, but what makes you or so much educated or so much more uh, in depth with the, the social or economic or just political problems that we have across the board. And I mean, I, we can debate that out or talk they, about they that. But it's just, they just, don't, but they mean well, they don't, but they really do honestly mean well. And the biggest yes. thing is that like, it's like, that's really nice. I appreciate you saying this, but like, if you want to like, you got to go put work in. Like you actually got to go in the community put work, and if you really want that's to exactly that. right. And I would say, and that's, that's and that's where I differ, right? As an independent, I like I, I see it on the on the right, like the left. They're like you know Ivy League educated, you know I know, da da da. This is what it is, you know, you know like the white liberal, right? You know that yeah. that they know everything, right? The white savior mentality. And the right. That's where I become a little more sympathetic or empathetic, sorry, because like you said, it's kind of a meaning well, but it's like, what makes, it's also a superiority complex. And I understand people say white supremacy because that is a, not, I'm not calling anyone a white supremacist on the right, whatever, whatever, I'm, I'm very level-minded, but that is a superiority complex when you think that, you know, you know so much more of what's happening on this, level that than the other side or whatever like that and instead of you know because i was listening to young pharaoh um debate um or whatever like that and he were talking about the level of respect having respect when listening to the black community or whatever like that and that's where the left gets it right the left listens and they take what the, the real parts and then drag it out, you know, and then make it a something the right wants to be like, oh, fuck, you know, sorry, excuse my language. You know how long it took me to edit Omar's part? I had to oh, learn how to do that. We were almost six episodes past, man. We were, we were hitting a milestone. I didn't, I, I, oh. I didn't say, I didn't say anything, but the other, <laughs> they just want to say, for forget forget what you have to say and you know forget what you have to say i know what's going on right and come over here and let me tell you so it's just more if we just look at that's all i think that you know the a lot of the black people who aren't really progressives are and are just fighting for you know what they black lives matter what they believe if the right would do that just shut the heck up and listen and actually, you know, take, you know, notes and go from there, you know, then I think the left, I mean, sorry, the right would do better 
uh, going forward for sure. Right. To show people that there's everything. Empathy is something that we have to have. It's, it, I actually don't care about your feelings. It doesn't win over people at all. It makes them think you're an a-hole and a jerk, but it doesn't like win them over or change their heart or their mind really. At the end of the day, it doesn't really help. If they want to make change, they really got to go in there. Say, what do you need? How can I help? And then just listen. And the thing is, you have to earn the right to speak to these people. You have to earn the right to talk to them. You actually have to go in there, see what they need, and just do your best to help. Don't mention, hey, I'm with the Republican. You don't have to say any of that. You don't have to say any of that stuff. Just go in there and listen. See what they need. See what they help. It's not black, white, blue, whatever. It's, when it's in the local community, man, people just need help, and they just need practical solutions you know, most of the time. Not like just giant, widespreading. That's what the left does. They turn this. It's a systemic reason. No, bro. Like they just need some hot oil filled, and like they just need like you know the buses to show up on time. They just need a little bit better mode of transportation. But they turn into a big old thing, you know. And that's why, if the right and, could, and even more so on a, on a, on another level, which I mean, it, that's a lot. It's not another conversation for another day. But what I think black the black community really needs is reparations and to be left the f alone. Like, I think literally that's it. <laughs> and it's very simple, but you know, that's a deep, deeper conversation for another day. But at the basic level, that's the solution to the problem. Well, yeah. I, I 100% agree with both of you on that uh, because I, I, uh, living very closely and, and I don't, I don't like saying I, I lived in the black community because I, I, when I say that, people think I lived in the hood. I, I did not live in the hood, uh, but people conflate the two. I lived near the black community. I lived uh, amongst a lot of black people. And, you know, when I started working into politics and people would say, like, oh, you have to go into Detroit. You have to help. You have to change their minds. You have to do this. I'm like, when was the last time a Republican ever went into the black community and offered help when was the last time that a republican came and asked what can i do for you they don't they don't Without try wanting we, anything right exactly. we talked about this at sas no republican is door knocking in the black community it's it's and now old old white republicans again i'm not trying to stereotype but old white republicans are like well why are why aren't black people voting for us they're they're just libtards they don't understand we're the ones that are here to help it's like well no exactly how Dayla said it. The left listens. They listen. They actually are like, okay, well, you said that uh, you are you are very sick and tired of not being able to catch a bus to the yeah. suburbs to get a job because they don't go there anymore because uh, uh, white people don't want those buses to go there. We're going to listen to you. But then they blow it up and say that it's, it's a much bigger problem than it really is instead yeah. of fixing it. They just want to talk about it rather than fix it. Where I feel yeah. like conservatives could actually fix it, but they yeah. don't listen. They don't. But the thing is too, it's that, and here's why, here's, here's why the left is to the left. They already have the advantage. They already, they've had the black community for the past four or five, you know, four or five, six decades. Okay. They've had it for the past four or five, six. It's not as hard. It's not hard at all. They go in there, do a little pickup, and they're good. Okay. Republicans are going to have to work their butts off beyond belief to actually make some headway. They're going to have to go above and beyond. It's not a level playing field. It never has been, you know, for as long as I've known this. It's never been a level playing field. But yes, they're going to actually have to make the concerted. They're actually going to have to make an honest effort. And they're going to have to know that it's not going to happen in four years for the next election. It's not, it might not happen in eight years. It might not happen in the next two decades. You know, it, it sucks. It, it really sucks. It might not happen in, in over, you know, 20 years or so. But something has to change. You actually have to change up what you're doing. You're doing nothing. You actually have to do something. And you have to work extremely hard, harder than they are, 
because they're great at optics. They don't do a whole lot, but they already have the vote in their pocket for most of the time. You're going to have to go do something special out there to really get them. You really are. And a lot of, and I can't blame them because a lot of people think it's not worth the investment. They'd rather just pour money into the suburbs to try to get the suburban vote and call it good. And it works out, you know, most of the time, but I think it's an investment worth having, you know, not just because for votes, but for actually caring and wanting to make things better. It's actually worth the investment. I really honestly believe it's worth the investment. I, I, I agree. I think it's worth the investment, but I don't think conservatives and Republicans are willing to put in that work. I don't see it as likely. I don't see them wanting to do that. Um, I'm not going to say it's for any malicious reason other than they're just like, well, they should just vote for us because we're better. Like uh, they're going to continue probably for the next 10 years. They're going to say Joe Biden didn't sit down with Black Lives Matter. See, you should have voted for us. Like, yeah, that's that's true. The Democrats play the black community all the time. They continue to do so. But the black community, when, like, if you talk to black uh black people who live in the black community around other black people, they probably don't know very many Republicans. They don't talk to very many Republicans. The Republicans they do see, uh, the last five years, it was Donald Trump uh, who they saw and the, the way the media portrayed him, it, that made us look like awful people. Uh, uh, us as in uh, conservatives, not Republicans, but it makes conservatives look awful. Uh, and so we really do need as conservatives to go into the black community and it has to be an, a joint effort. It just can't be black conservatives. We can't be the only ones going into, there's only like seven of us. We can't all just be going into the black community. No. It, everybody has to go in and we all have to talk to people and start letting them know like, Hey, yeah, I'm a conservative. Uh, I also uh, want a weed to be legal. Like, uh, I think we can kind of find a compromise. You know, we, we can, we, I'm not an evil old rich white guy. Trust me. I'm poor. Uh, you know, and once we start those conversations, I think we can make some headway and make a difference. Yeah. And I also think that the, um, the push has to be genuine and then we can go back to talking yeah. about like, I guess the money, right. Is it worth the investment? Uh, I remember I was on, I was on a conference call like two weeks ago. Um, I'm not going to say which organization, but this organization was talking about um, getting lobbying um, and funding behind basically getting rid of a not, um, knocking down a bill. And essentially this bill, I'm sorry, I don't remember the number or whatever the name, but this bill essentially would uh, get rid of the privacy behind top donors. So like, you know, everything would have to be transparent. And this organization, which, you know, is, is a conservative organization or whatever like that, wanted to knock, you know, basically knock it down. They don't want their donors to be being able to be seen by whatever. And at the, I heard the argument and I understood the argument at the time and I totally still understand. <clears throat> but on, the, on another level, and especially after the things that happened this week, I question, and I think a lot of, you know, Americans just in general have to question, who are these top donors? And why are we protecting, are, are we protecting malicious people at this point, people who are playing both sides of the arena. I'm questioning that, you know, why? Because of what happened this week. Because if private citizens make donations, I don't know if they want their info and their name out there. I mean, they- But it's, 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 it's over it's a certain bad. threshold. It's, it's uh, bad, I don't think regular, it's, it's, I don't think regular citizens are giving $60,000 to a certain organization, like one particular organization. Personally, sorry, I do not think 
Yeah, but in the political climate, how hyper-polarized it is, people think you find your and they're going to read and then you get docked. Like, I, and, and I understand that I part. And that's why I, I, totally un, I totally understand that. And that's the way I looked at it at the time. And that's the way it was presented. But like I said, when I'm presented with new information, I have to reevaluate what, what I'm thinking. And, and as this week that passed, I was presented with new information. So, you know, going forward, we'll be continuing to look at it. But I'm definitely looking now at both sides. Like uh, Shank said, the establishment is back and I'm the establishment is on both sides and I'm looking real hard. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it, it really depends. I'm, I'm just like businesses and corporations, sure, 100% leak the names. I don't, I don't care. It's a business corporate or whatever. It's big. I mean, it'll be fine. But like, yeah, like individual names of certain people, it's just like, I mean, are we really going to find George Soros tied to something? Are we really going to catch I mean, him? Are we really catching him? Are we really oh, right? you know, I, I, yeah. And I wish I had the bill because I think, I, I don't know if it's just private citizens or it's a mixture. It's like, or it's just, just a number or whatever, but you know, we'll look at, I'll look into it and we'll see, but I'm, I'm curious. I'm, I'm questioning things now the after what happened this week. And I think a lot of people should start questioning. Are we in America? Is America actually first? <laughs> Yo, I, <laughs> I almost want to play the South Park clip, man. I almost want to play the South Park clip right now. I get, I can, I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Your final thoughts, Chris? I mean, final thoughts. Interesting week. Um, you know, uh, I, I do enjoy these kind of talks where we can really uh, uh, kind of play it both sides and say, well, the left did this. Because we always are talking about what the left did. But I, I do think that for us to be remain true and honest to ourselves, we have to call out the right. When the right does something, we have to call them out as well because we call out the left. And in our line of work, we're calling out the left all the time. Um, I think the right, when they do stupid things, we have to call them out. I don't have a lot of respect for a lot of politicians in the GOP. I think the GOP is pretty spineless. I think the GOP uh, bows down to uh, the left continuously, and they're going to that's that's why we keep losing um so i mean i i'm not a huge fan of them so maybe maybe i'm biased and that's why i like to knock them down a little bit but um i mean i i'm just looking forward to seeing what where we're going um i think these next couple of weeks are going to be very interesting now after what biden did with syria um the the bombing i think the the news are we're gonna have a busy couple of weeks ahead of us on the podcast we're gonna have a lot of things to talk about so um omar i know you're watching come back we we, we need you to talk about policy uh yeah there's there's i don't this is not this this is it wasn't just a one-time thing i really think this is gonna be leading to something else and it's unfortunate what's gonna happen with that so yeah uh back to what dayla said there you know like, you know, like you said, you know, is this America? You know, is this America? Because, you know, I thought that this was America. And if you guys ever watch South Park, um, Drianna will appreciate this. He's watching. I'm allowed to stand up for myself. I thought this was America. Huh? Is this America? I'm sorry. I thought this was America. I'm sorry. I thought this was America. Seriously. 
I thought it was like, that's probably the best episode that South Park ever made. That's the best that ever made. Like, yeah, it's right there, right there. I thought it was very cool. Yeah, that's one of the greatest parts ever. That's funny. That's funny. I do have one final thought for you guys. Let me give it to you guys really quick. Hold on. Let me share my screen. <laughs> this is my final thought of the week. Ugh, hold on. Make sure you guys can hear this. Bobby Schmurter Bobby is out of prison, y'all. I didn't know that's already been talking about the culture. Bobby Schmurter uh, came out of prison and started looking to watch the newest Vine. Uh, unfortunately, he was very uh, saddened to learn that Vine had died. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, it's a sad day. L-O-L. So I'm looking forward to some some good music, maybe uh, some some collaborations. We'll see what's going to happen in the hip hop industry in the coming weeks. We're, we're going to see. We didn't even talk about all the six antics out in Miami Beach this last weekend, but you know, that was something else. That that in itself was wild. That man does not care. He's out for some heads, and he's going to keep going until he gets stopped. So, you know, just stay tuned for that. <laughs> yeah, that, that's all I got for the end of this week. Y'all, thank you for tuning in. It's been another week of Black Friday. We'll see you all next week.